0: Welcome to episode 10 of Chef's Dream, the podcast which throws open the doors at Scaffa, the School of Culinary and Finishing Arts in Dubai. If you haven't already heard episode 1, we suggest you start from the beginning so you don't miss a moment in this series. I'm Ray Addison, a graduate of the school's professional kitchen course and the pro finishing course, and this season I'm revealing what life is really like for students at the largest vocational culinary institute in the Middle East and South Asia. Coming up, we meet a trainee chef who's already been promised her own TV show.
1: I'm actually starting a TV show when I get back to Kenya. Yeah, so uh, I would love to stay back here, but too bad because my show starts at August.
0: Learn how Scaffa students receive a masterclass in ice cream and gelato using equipment from one of Italy's best known manufacturers. To expand our influence
2: all around the world, we need to show to end users how
0: our machine works. And find out how a former student returned to the fold in Pakistan, this time as a culinary instructor.
3: When I knew that I had to take my first class, it was very intimidating also in a way because I'm, I was here as on the other side of the table. Now I'm on this side of the table and people are looking up to me to give them instructions.
0: So this is week 10 of 13, and it's the final week on the Pro Kitchen's Baking Bonanza. Culinary director, Chef Francisco Arrea explains what the students will be learning this time.
4: Week number 10 is about desserts. So here we'll, we'll, we'll start with fruits, and we'll do desserts with fruit, and we'll also do preserves, conserve, we'll do jams, jellies, uh, marmalades, and so on. Uh, we will do macaroons. Uh, We will do all the custards, so creme brûlée, creme caramel. Uh, We will do panna cotta, and we will work on chocolates. Mm -hmm. So the student will learn, you know, what's the the composition of chocolate? What's the difference between uh, milk, dark, bitter, and white? What are the different options? What's the production? How to temper it? Why to temper They'll make bonbons. They'll make stuffings. And they will also use chocolate in the baking. So there will be malting cakes and sponges, um, trying to get, you know, also a good understanding around chocolate. So there's two days of chocolate that week. And it will finish with this big assessment where we need to put everything, you know, so we're able to to make sure that our students are competent in the three weeks. Do you find that that's sometimes a, quite a stressful assessment for students? Because it's, it's kind of,
0: they've had a little bit of a break. They've kind of got it out of the pattern of doing those yeah. Thursday yes. assessments.
4: Yes. Um, Yes, but I think it's a very good exercise in the sense that, uh, you know, as the program progresses, you start, you go from simple to more complex. So this is really an assessment where you're going to have six, seven things to be assessed. So you're going to really need to work fast, hard and efficiently.
0: Throughout this series, it's been my pleasure to introduce you to the chefs of tomorrow. And this next person is rather special. She's got a really exciting opportunity lined up just as soon as she finishes her training.
1: My name is Pauline. I come from Kenya and I'm 28 years old. I came to Skafa. I found them on internet. So I wanted to do more about the food and learn different cultures and food. So I thought Scafa was the place to come to.
0: Have you been working professionally in kitchens in the past, or is this like a brand new thing for you, like a career change? Why are you here?
1: Yeah, I've worked uh, in some local kitchen, not like a, a fancy kitchen. <laughs> but the reason why I'm here is because I want to major in the fancy kitchen, yeah, and learn to do the international cuisine and that. In like five years' time, I want to own my own hotel. Yeah. Hotel. Yeah. How big? How many rooms? Oh my God, so big, like a five star. I see myself like bringing that uh, fanciness in my country. I don't want people from my country to be going outside the country, you know, to eat good food. I want them to experience that in my country. So my dream is to do that for them locally, back at home. Wow. Yeah.
0: So to get there, like, what do you think that route is? Do you, where do you see yourself after this course finishes? Do you you want to go and work here in Dubai in a kitchen or are you going to go back to Kenya or what's the plan?
1: oh i'm actually starting a tv show when i get back to kenya yeah so uh, i would love to stay back here but too bad because my show starts at august so august i'm done and i go back to start the show
0: what channel is it on is it a social media thing or is it on a broadcast station
1: yeah it's a station it's a tv one it's a local station in my country yeah so that's when they, they gave me a slot and so i wanted to bring to them something more You know, something more valuable than than the local dishes that they're used to in the country.
0: That is super exciting. Uh, Hope it goes well. What's your overview of the course uh, so far? Is it all everything you expected uh, based on the research that you did, the reasons why you came here?
1: I think it's like a, a mind opener for me. It's not what I expected. It's more than I expected. And I find it fun. I find it Uh, It's something I want to do more and more because I'm getting to learn so much things, yeah.
0: In terms of this week that you've been cooking, uh, week number 10, Mm -hmm. uh, tell us what you've been learning. Is there anything that kind of stands out? Any particular dishes?
1: Yeah, this uh, this week we've been doing more of the sweet dessert. And um, it's been fun because personally I love (laughs) dessert. So I've been experiencing much of... I've known some that some things we can make them at the comfort of your home it's not that hard that I used to think it was so yeah it's it has opened my eyes that I can do it and I like it
0: Now everyone loves dessert, and they're one of the best ways to make money in the restaurant business. At Scaffa, they partner with Italian manufacturer Bravo, so students get the chance to use the best equipment to learn how to make amazing gelato. Andrea Zanuso is the company's export director. So Bravo
2: is a company that since uh, more than 50 years, uh, we produce uh, gelato, pastry, and chocolate machines. Of course, uh, uh, to expand uh, our area of influence all around the world, we need to show to end users how our machine works. So we are looking always for as much as possible connections with different schools, with different distributors, with different
0: academies in order to have the people trying our machines. During their training, students learn the differences between gelato and ice cream and how they can cater to increasingly health conscious consumers. So the the differences are
2: many, but the main one are the fat content that on gelato it can reach a maximum seven, eight percent, while on sorbetto, which is um, dairy free, is a water based uh, product, is zero percent fat. Ice cream, there is premium and super premium ice cream. You can reach uh, over 18% butterfat. The air content are different because the equipment you are using to make gelato and you make ice cream are totally different. When uh, you make ice cream, there is uh, a machine called continuous freezer that blow air into your ice cream. So the quantity of air can reach up to 100%. The serving temperature are different. You know, gelato is uh, served by minus 13, minus 14 Celsius, while ice cream is stocked in the freezer at minus 18. So also the flavor perception is different. And uh, last but not the least, uh, the ingredients. Because of course, when I make gelato, I re- I use real milk, I use real cream, I use uh, you know real strawberries. And most of the time, on the ice cream, there is a water and there is powders and essence. Shelf life of gelato are 72 hours. Shelf life on ice cream is two years. So exactly which Bravo machines does Scaffa have and what can they do? They have one combined machine called Tritico, which is a machine that can um, do the hot and the cold process in one single machine, this is patented by us, and can do more than 30 different recipes. Then they have one chocolate tempering machine that is dedicated to the, you know, chocolate tempering and, and rubbing. and they also have a, one uh, very easy and simple whipping cream machine that is a, uh, uh, you know, it's a machine that is useful both for gelato and pastry to whip uh, the cream.
0: Bravo's machines are ideal for the industry because they produce small batches of gelato within a matter of minutes and to a very high standard.
2: This is a uh, The advantage that Bravo can offer to the market, because when you have a combined machine, uh, instead of doing, let's say, the old way with, uh, uh, you know, a single 60 liter pasteurizer and then batch freeze the next day, with Tritico, you make limited quantity, but very fast. So you are able to increase the quality of your product because uh, you do a recipe for each single flavor. So as you have seen uh, during the demo, in about 20 minutes, you have a one batch of gelato that went through pasteurization
0: and uh, uh, freezing process. Let's meet a former student with a bit of a difference now. Teniat is from Pakistan and originally studied for a career in science before her love of food led to a big career change.
3: I, I was in London for my master's um, this is 2014 I'm talking so when I was there I used to cook my own food obviously because when you're a student you're living alone so you have to kind of like bake your own food cook your own food and from there that is when I developed the passion to you know this is really fun so I was really into baking I used to bake I, even after my routine of classes all day I used to come back home and then I was up for baking in the kitchen and that didn't like really bother me or anything and when I came back home uh, is when I started, uh, just for the fun of it, I started baking brownies and cakes and stuff and then put it up online just to see the response. And then people really liked it. So I was like, I should do this professionally. I was already doing this for two years. And then I was like, I want to learn more. That is when I came to know, I started doing some research with best culinary schools in Pakistan. That This was the only one probably, <laughs> definitely. So uh, that's how I ended up here to pursue my passion and then to take it to a professional level. So how
0: did Terniat's family respond to this huge decision?
3: Some of them reacted well. Some of them were like, like you totally ruined your, like you wasted it and all. But I, I always told them that if it's your passion, you can follow it however, whenever you want. Like when I was in Skafa, Lahore, my ba- I felt like I was the odd one out with a biomedical degree coming into culinary, not knowing much. And I felt like I wouldn't, I, I'll mess up everything. But then all my other classmates, one of them was a lawyer, one of them uh, was a, I, I was was a doctor even. So like it's. It's it's interesting how people from different backgrounds, no matter what their degree is, they just come together to together in a place where their passion is the same.
0: After graduating from SCAFA, it was time for Teniat to get some international experience. She decided to accept a work placement in Fajira in the United Arab Emirates.
3: Right after I got my diploma, the my the first thing that I wanted to was definitely get more international experience in the kitchen. Uh, and i did that so i went on for six months uh, for my internship uh, which you like like pastry training um at intercon fujera resort which was a very nice experience because i got to learn the practical side of it because here obviously you're learning and, and it's it's an easy environment but when you're actually in a practical kitchen is when it hits you that what you know and what you don't know like when when the chef is like being cruel to you or mean to you that you don't know this or you don't know that. That is when you learn a lot of things in the practical kitchen. So I, that is what I did soon after. And when I came back from Fajera, I a, a number of restaurant owners, they wanted me on board to design their menus and work for them. To develop their pastry kitchen so i i took up a lot of those projects as well which was very interesting to work in
0: the image of professional kitchens that we see on television is of a very highly pressurized environment but how did terniat find the reality of a professional cooking career
3: pastry kitchen is kind of like a bit more um, relaxed the environment is a bit more laid back not laid back would be a, a too strong a word, but it's more relaxed as compared to a kitchen because in kitchen, you're you, you serving food. They, they're like two minutes in serving. You can't be late because the food gets cold and all of that. So in pastry, I didn't experience that kind of pressure, but the kind of pressure that I did experience was, it, it, it still was there. Like when you have guests over, especially at the Fajar resort it was very busy. At the time I went was the summer season and it was like busy with lots and lots of uh, people over. And uh, that is when we had to pull off 14-hour shifts, where, in fact, when uh, usually you have to do seven hours. You have to do, like, a whole week of 14-hour shifts. So that was very crazy. Like, you're working all day in the kitchen on your feet. And it was a big uh, kitchen area as well. So you're running to and from the uh, pantry to get stuff. And then it, it, it was crazy. So that, I feel like... When it was overcrowded, that is when I experienced the most pressure when you when it's on you that you have to complete these tasks by the end of the day. And if you're not able to then the chef will be like, you should be scared of the chef, (laughs) the executive chef. But that's okay because then you learn from them. So I never took it too hard. Like, oh, my God, the chef scolded me today. So I'm going to cry. You, you didn't have time to cry, honestly, because uh, they, they, they don't take it. Like, if you want to cry, you get out of the kitchen, you don't come back. And you don't want that to happen. So whatever you see in the TV shows, that actually happens.
0: After completing her training in Fajira Teniat got a surprise offer.
3: When I came back from Fujera uh, this this amateur school in Lahore, which goes by the name of Kukri. So I used to teach there, like, just on and off. class a day or two classes a day. for just like amateur cooking classes, just to like hone my skills a little bit more. That is when I received a call from Stafford that they wanted me to come on board and uh, take on the role of a pastry chef instructor. And that just really was like, I'm like, yes, this is what I, I I wanted to basically come into this field in a way uh, that I can teach other students what I know. And uh, so yeah, that is, I took on the job and uh, it's been to about two years now I've been here. So that is how I ended up here.
0: So how did it feel swapping roles? Was it nerve wracking?
3: Initially, when I knew that I had to take my first class, it was very intimidating also in a way because I'm, I was here as on the other side of the table. Now I'm on this side of the table and people are looking up to me to give them instructions. So that was a little um, overwhelming, but it was it, it was so in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me about, about like a week or so to get into the whole routine, but then I was I was like it I, I, it was easy it was very easy I I did like sort of uh, settled in really well.
0: What do you love about teaching them? What what what's the sort of highlight?
3: A lot of students that I have they they're amateurs like they come here they they don't know anything about like pastry to begin with, but when they are able to produce stuff and the the level of satisfaction on their face that we did this is just something that brings me joy as well, that I was able to help them get to that point that now they believe that this is something we used to see on TV only and other chefs making it and we never would be able to do it, but now they can do something like that. It's just something that brings me joy and I just want to, yeah, help more people get there.
0: Finally, Chef Taniat, what would you say to anyone thinking about a change in career?
3: They should go for it like 100% go for it it never disappoints you is all i can say like you whatever you learn you can always put it to use and it never will go to waste is something i can say for sure because i've been there i've done that like now my family knows that i i did my degree but now i'm in this position they're very happy that i made something out of it so it will never disappoint you i can assure you that
0: As always, time is against us here on Chef's Dream, but let's quickly catch up with Ruby, who you met in episode four. Let's find out if she's still enjoying the course and the recent focus on baking.
5: It's difficult, very difficult, because sweets is um, not like cooks. You must measure everything or it will be wrong. (laughs) So it's really difficult.
0: It's um, a lot less instinctive, isn't it? It's a lot more detailed and it's a lot more specific. It's, it's, it's not cooking by, yes. by, by feeling, by passion so much, I yes, think.
5: Yes, like that. It's need more details and uh, you must to be very careful with the temperature, with the ingredients, with everything, or it will be gone. And you, you start from uh, the beginning. So I just wanted to finish and come back to the reality. <laughs>
0: What are some of the things that you've been making so far uh, this week?
5: Cookies, tart, cake, genoise. I didn't love it. Cake genoise. It's um, really challenge because it must to be sponge and you must to do it quickly. It must to be white and oh, oh my god.
0: And it's quite um, the finish is quite dry as a sponge, isn't it?
5: Yes, it must to be dry, but sponge at the same time so I do it maybe three times (laughs) but at the last it's good but um, the texture is good but the taste it's still dry I didn't love it
0: (laughs) how's your how's your tart uh, casings Uh,
5: yes we cover it with uh, ganache and uh, caramel
0: ganache is so easy to make huh
5: yes it's very super easy that one but the baking it's for the cake, this is the difficult. Um, just that.
0: The thing about the course that, that you're doing is there's a mixture of savoury and sweet. You learn how to do all of, all of the breads and the cakes and the pastries mm-hmm. and things like that. But in terms of cooking for yourself, mm-hmm. what kind of excites you more? Is it the savoury stuff, the, the actual sort of like chefy stuff, or is it the baking type stuff?
5: Both of them. Because yes, because I love to cook, so I must to learn everything every way to be uh, the dish is the better and it's good and delicious and look nice so both of them
0: so it's not like one excites you more and because a lot of chefs you know they, they, they go into the industry and they just they just do culinary they don't they don't ever work on the pastry they bring in a pastry chef for that yes. and like the pastry chef doesn't do any of the yes. the savoury stuff yes. just does pastries and yes, becomes an I expert know. you wouldn't want to be like that you would want no. to do both
5: no I want to do it both yes because it's all cook. so you must know everything not just uh, sweet or not just uh, soup or not no professional chef must be professional chef
0: and is that is this course good for that because you're getting to learn both of those things?
5: Yes, yes, yes. This is uh, this is, uh, teach us everything, not just the sweet things. So we learn. But mm-hmm. because it's my first time, so it's difficult for me. But I will be best, inshallah. <laughs>
0: Next time on Chef's Dream, pro kitchen student Arman explains exactly what he wants to learn.
3: I have been in India, I have exposed to the Indian cuisines, the spices and everything, but I've not been around the world, So, so this is something where I get my more exposure to the different cuisines like the French, Italian, so yeah, I'm here. To learn.
0: We find out about Scaffa's range of kids' classes from culinary instructor Chef Eduardo
4: Acuna. I always think the kids that come to this kind of classes, they, they love cooking. They love cooking and you can see that. And sometimes you're going to get surprised because kids put more effort, more passion, and more love than the adults. It's amazing.
0: And we chat to Sheria, who reveals the childhood inspiration behind his passion for cooking.
4: I remember in junior school, we had a culinary club and we used to stay back every day for an hour or we used to you know, just do basic dishes like french toast or something like that and that was the moment i fell in love
0: with food if you've enjoyed this episode there's another three to come so quickly hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review so more future chefs can listen in if you'd like to find out more about Scaffer, you can check out their website scaffer.ae. Scaffer is spelled s-c-a-f-a or follow them on instagram at scaffer.dubai. Skaffa also has a culinary school in Lahore, Pakistan. You can find them at scaffa.pk or follow on Insta at scaffa.lahore. You can also follow me at Ray's Menu. Until next time, happy cooking.